First, it was Christmas, and then it was Arbor Day, and then it was President's Day. The alien life form under disguise as Santa Claus has tried and failed numerous times thanks to the stalwart force that is the Lucky Nightsticks. Over the years, he possessed his reindeer, has brought Rip Van Winkle to the fray, and has resurrected the likes of William Howard Taft and Millard Fillmore to do his bidding. He even employed the Christmas Witch, Maniac Elves, and his alien brother, Harry. Luckily, the Nightsticks have triumphed, especially when Mike of the Elf Killer comes to help. Now it's Halloween, and he's B.A.K. back. The first sign is a doozy. A sleigh manifesting over Lake Erie, carrying the recently conjured Halloween demon, Pumpkin Blood. This will be the greatest challenge your boys have faced so far. And let's face it, they ain't exactly getting younger. Halloween is at risk. What will the lucky nightsticks pull out of their ass this time?
criticized in the past for his half-baked strategy in his assaults on planet Earth. This time, he has redoubled his efforts. Before launching his attack, he played a third of a game of Risk in the lobby of the Hilton near the Grand Rapids Airport. Unlike Christmas, Arbor Day, and President's Day, Halloween is a holiday where people acquire candy. So that's cool if you weren't in the know about that. Pumpkin blood was only the beginning. Alien Santa Claus wants to recreate Halloween in his own image, which is a dumb concept. But what do you expect from a mantis alien with a fake beard?
Oh, <laughs> 
is in tatters because while alien Santa was running around the city with the candy zoomies, Pumpkin Blood was joined by Terry Claus and the recently upgraded Reindeer Legion, and they made a mess of everything. Worse yet, Rip Van Winkle rose from the nearby sea and started slamming the innocent in the face with horseshoe crabs. And now, their leader has discovered peppermint schnapps. Mmm. And he's drunk off his tits. Mrs. Claus is not returning calls. And the trees have proven not to be romantically inclined. So, the alien known as Klendorf Schiff Zapperly, posing as Earth's marketing figurehead, is sloshed AF. to kick a pontoon boat to pieces in Mississippi, 
partially burned down the Pep Boys in Chattanooga, and knocked the tree down onto a Pittsburgh Arby's. Alien Santa Claus wasn't involved, but his order to, quote, knock some stuff loose did not fall on deaf ears. As a result, the Lucky Nightsticks are racing toward these Halloween jerks. When they get around to it. Hey, there's a golden tea match that isn't going to play itself. Don't act 
past, things could get annoying. Making matters worse is that somehow a spell has been cast to manifest elves from their space jail. Suckered in by alien Santa's promise of a 20% stake in the season's non-mounds candy, these dwarven losers are not to be trifled with. Who can forget the time they collectively upended a riding lawnmower? There's only one being able to perform such dark magic. The Christmas Witch! And now that red and green tinted sorcerer has conjured Rip Van Winkle and Terry Claws into a violently stinking force of harm.
Whisking in his failing, failing. And Rip and looks like the saddest him, saddest him. And lost, lost in all of this. All of this. Is how magic, magic supposed to be Alien spread his wings Christmas Halloween 
slaves beholden to a extraterrestrial chimney dwellers either. Regardless, Blitzen, in a moment of weakness, ate a whole mess of candy. This instantly disrupts the elves' 20% guarantee, which enrages them. It also enrages Rip Van Winkle, who was promised that very same 20%. Even trashed out of his mind, Alien Santa is a shifty dealmaker. Rip does the most rip thing and rips himself apart from Terry Claws so very early into their monstrous union and decides to become a huge tattletale. Yeah. 
yeah, 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 oh. At Brownwall, the lucky nightsticks are enjoying a Chinese lunch. Dressed in their battle costumes, they are getting around to springing into action. Possibly after a few rounds of throw school. Hmm. It is at that precise moment that Rip Van Winkle bursts into the studio with tattletale news. He begins to spill the proverbial beans when he collapses dead. Again, his betrayal was foreseen by the Christmas Witch, and the ultimate in small murder was conjured. The Assassin Dwarf. The infinitesimal hit person nailed Rip in the back with a poisoned rock. Christmas-a-ween nonsense to deal with. 
there's no time to bury the almost tattertailed turncoat long sleeping bearded alcoholic. So they flush his withered form down the toilet, watching his impressive wispy beard spiraling down the drain like brittle cotton candy. Mm. The assassin dwarf, having completed his tiny mission, kills himself like a disgraced samurai. Which is an odd thing, considering that he's literally the only character in this entirely true story to have actually been given a task and not failed it. With that said, the forces of evil are descending towards Brownwall, because alien Santa knows that the biggest obstacle in his plan is three instrumentarians who are annoyed by him. Jittery reindeer, 
the always intriguing Christmas witch, and a rather sizable legion of elves. Still, the good guys aren't sweating it, because they have two trick cards yet to play. Their first course of action is handling the reindeer, a task which isn't too unfamiliar, as they've done it twice before. Also, it looks like the Christmas witch just died. Apparently, he had gone swimming in a pond once, and an amoeba ate his brain.
The reindeer are dusted, and now the nightsticks perform their two finishing moves. Unbeknownst to the alien Santa Claus, Pumpkin Blood has a weakness, and the sticks know what it is. Also, unbeknownst to the elves, their mortal enemy is in a sealed ice chamber behind Brownwall's drum set. Micah the Elf Killer is here! These two truths are about to become the lucky nightsticks, Cuba de Grasse.
Right in the face. Oh, I'm beyond the dreams. My Micah. Harry Claus is now reindeerless and stricken with a case of afternoon diabetes and has decided to call it a day. He knows when he is beaten because it's his default setting. He's still nursing wounds from President's Day for crying out loud. He hops on board his electric spaceship and with either a twinkle or more likely a tear in his eye, he bids the nightsticks and ominous See you Columbus Day!
Feel so good, feel so good. It dawns on them that they have a witch to bury. The rules go. If you don't bury a witch in the first 24 hours, you'll probably end up being lazy and just not bury any witches at all. There are no repercussions for forgetting to bury a witch. It's just a sanitary thing to do. Dead witches smell almost as bad as live witches. Steve remembers that they only have 11 hours left on their rental of Terminator Genesis. So they kick the Christmas witch into a retention pond and race home. Mica himself. After 
After closing the seal and speaking the magic words on the elf killer's containment vault so he can rest and recharge his steroid blood, it's off to the sunset for your boys. The next attack can't be too far off, and they still have Howler to finish. To you, the listener, we bid you a fond Halloween. The holiday and a glorious Halloween to the movie. The one from 1981. And don't worry about that scratching sound coming from the ground beneath the grave of the Christmas witch. It's probably just the wind. This is your host, Pumpkin Blood, signing off. Yeah, it's me. My weakness is that I've always wanted to be your host. My archmage told me that I had a voice for radio, and I was never able to find out. Now I have. I couldn't be more elated. Thank you so much, everyone. Pumpkin blood loves you.